Hey there, I am Dr. Dave, this is Microdose U, and we are going to do a lightning round right now. A lightning round is an episode where I answer a lot of questions in rapid fire succession, and you learn a lot. Are you ready? Let's go. You're listening to Microdose U Radio on the world's famous KMDU FM Salt Lake City. Watch this, watch this. Hey there, champion. Welcome back. How are you doing? I am Dr. Dave. Well, you know that. We're friends already. Come on, we, we're old friends now. Or maybe we're new friends if you just started listening to the show. But I really appreciate you being here. I can feel your energy whenever I turn this mic on. And today, we're doing lightning round number five. And yeah, I've done four of these already. And they're really cool because people submit their questions generally through Facebook in our private group. I've got a, a thread right there that we just keep them on. And when we get enough... And when I'm ready, I just answer all your questions quickly and succinctly and properly, I think. Now, the only difference between today's lightning round and previous lightning rounds, I want to try this. I have not reviewed the questions in advance, so I'm going to be reading these kind of for the first time. Yeah, I transfer them over to paper to so I, you know print them out, but but I didn't really look at them carefully, and we're going to be reading these the first time. So I'm going to give you kind of my first gut reaction, and then we can talk about it a little bit. But remember, lightning round is pretty quick. These, these are going to go really quickly. So let's get into question number one from Max. And Max asks, how far apart should he space out macro doses? It's a great question. I'm going to give the answer on two levels. Um, one is on a tolerance level. So like physiologically, how often could you be doing a macro dose and it'll probably work well. And then the second answer will be, but how often should you really be doing them? I mean, I think from a tolerance level, you're probably okay doing a macro dose once a week. I think a week is long enough to go ahead and, and alleviate any kind of tolerance issues. However, having said that, I don't think it's necessarily a good thing to be macrodosing every single week. So my answer to that one would be probably, you know, you might want to think about once a month. I think that's a pretty good interval for a macrodose if you really like them. So that's my answer, Max. Hope that really helps you. And I see Max has a second question here. If I microdose for a month and then end with a macrodose, how long should I take a break before I start up and repeat the same throughout the year? So let's get this straight. So you're microdosing all month long, but you kind of want to end the month with a macrodose. And then you're asking how long after the macro can you start microdosing again? Well, a lot of micro and macro words here, but my quick answer to that one, Max, would be several days. I think you're okay. If you macrodose and then go ahead, um, wait, probably wait three, four days or so before you start on your microdosing regimen again. And of course, your microdosing regimen generally is, you know, a few days on and maybe a day or two off. So you're preventing any tolerance on that level as well. Two really good questions, Max. Thanks a lot. I hope I really helped you. Jason asks, does drinking coffee affect microdosing in any way? The the current general recommendation is three to four cups a day for optimum health. Um, Jason, I, I mean, I don't know about that recommendation. I think um, whoever you talk to, whoever you read, whatever you know, expert you're going to listen to, you're going to probably get answers that are all over the map. Um, for me in particular, I think, you know, remember, caffeine is going to speed your system up. And 
you know, if we're microdosing and trying to kind of slow down and figure out what's going on in our lives, and you know, I think, um, you know, and don't get me wrong, I'm not against caffeine. I drink coffee every morning. Um, I only drink a cup, maybe a cup and a half at the most, and I drink black coffee. I don't put anything in it. There was a time when I was putting ghee in my coffee, which is a clarified butter. Just That's a whole different episode right there. But I limit my coffee pretty much to one, one and a half. Okay, let's say two at the absolute most per day, but that's pretty rare, usually one to one and a half. So... Jason, first of all, I don't think that coffee is really going to affect your microdosing. I, I just really don't. Um, however, is drinking four cups a day okay? I don't have the answer to that either. You know, there are a lot of um, health benefits to coffee for sure. But you remember, there are also a lot of health benefits to tea. Uh, so my regimen these days is I drink co- my coffee in the morning. I don't drink coffee for the rest of the day pretty much. And then in the evening... I will drink a lot of green tea. Generally, it's decaffeinated green tea because when I'm drinking tea, you know, tea does have caffeine. And when I'm drinking tea, you know, in the, into the afternoon and evening, I don't really want to be caffeinated and then can't get to sleep at all because that's a whole other can of worms right there. So you certainly don't want to have anything like coffee or tea affect your sleep. But again, short answer, too late, I know. Um, I don't think it's going to affect your microdosing at all. Amy is there drug interactions or is there a web page so we don't all keep asking a million times over? Amy, first of all, I'm super sorry. I know I owe you. I owe you big time. I promised you an episode on drug interactions or pharmaceutical interactions with psilocybin, magic mushrooms. I promise that to you. Um, I've been bad because so many things have come up, especially now this the program I'm working on now, How to Harness the Power of Microdosing. By the way, it's going really well, and I owe you an episode explaining this whole thing. Um, On January 1st, I shared with you that we're going to be doing something unbelievable this year. It is ready to go. So just stand by. I'm going to be getting some stuff to you pretty soon. But again, that's a little bit off topic. Amy, what I would recommend for the time being until I can get that episode out is if there are any pharmaceuticals or supplements or anything that you're not sure about that you want to see if they interact with psilocybin, just do an individual Google search for those themselves. You should come up. There's a really lot of information out there on the internet. I just haven't had a chance to look at everything and compile it, which definitely takes a while. So again, I have a feeling there's probably a few pharmaceuticals that you're really concerned about. Just do a quick Google and I think you will find out exactly what you want to find out there. Laura, will taking a microdose daily be beneficial? Laura, good question. I've, I've kind of addressed this on the show off and on, uh, there was a time that I, I think w- I went six weeks without taking a break. Every single day I took a microdose. Um, one of the reasons was I just wanted to see how it would work. And it did work. It did work. But having said that, I don't really think there's a reason to take a microdose every single day because the microdosing should be rewiring. And so if you do your microdose, let's say you want to take it every day, but let's back it off to Let's just go five days a week, Laura, and see how that goes. Because I think ultimately you're going to reach a point where tolerance does come into play. And you don't want that. So, you know, again, like I did six weeks straight without a break. You can do that. You can try it. However, I still do recommend taking a day or two off in between microdosing. Just because I think that's the best bet. Margot. Tips on microdosing while coming off pharmaceuticals. 
how to know what microdose amount to take with the pharmaceuticals masking the effects and how long should we actually take to come off? Margot, that's a great question. It's a little bit too complex for a lightning round, although I did include it in the lightning round because I said I didn't really review these questions before the episode. So I'm gonna, I just wanna answer everything you wanna know. So first of all, I would absolutely recommend going back and listening to my episode that's, it's, it's, it, the title is something like all about SSRIs. We, SSRIs from start to finish. I talk about all of this stuff for you. So it's a really detailed episode. So as a matter of fact, it's really funny. Before I turned this mic on, I was thinking to myself, I need to do another episode on SSRIs because it's such a frequently asked question. As a matter of fact, I just noticed that Laura, right before you, did ask something in her second part of her question about she's coming off of an SSRI and she's she stopped cold turkey and she you know she knows she's supposed to wean off of it. So that's true. Laura, you are supposed to wean off of it. You never, ever, ever come off of an SSRI cold turkey. It's it's just not a good thing. But again, getting back to Margot's question, I do not recommend getting off SSRIs until you're well into your microdosing and you feel that the microdosing is definitely making a difference and it's working. And I'm not talking about a week or two. I'm talking at the very least several months. Wait a while before you do this. And then when you're ready to wean off of your SSRI, and again, this is not medical advice. I am not telling anybody to get off of your SSRI and you need to talk to your doctor about this. I'm serious. Don't just go by what Dr. Dave is saying and stop a medication without alerting your doctor. However, once you are ready to wean off of your SSRI, do it very, very slowly. Um, I'll give you just, again, a quick, quick example. I was on 20 milligrams of Lexapro. And what I did, I went down to 10. That's what I did. I, it definitely, that's definitely correct. I went down to 10. I halved it. But 10 is still a decent dose. It's okay. But I went and I, I was monitoring how I felt every single day. And if I didn't feel right getting off of the 10, getting off of the 20, that is, I would have gone back to the 20. But after a while, being on 10 milligrams per day, I still felt really good because remember, I was microdosing and that was absolutely helping in the background and rewiring. But I was still monitoring very carefully. And then after quite some time, it might have been a month or two, that's when I went down to five. And the same thing. Then I went down to two and a half. I actually broke a tablet in half or something. I mean, and then ultimately, before I cut it out completely, I did the two and a half milligrams like every other day, every other. And then when I felt very comfortable that the microdosing has kind of taken over and it was helping me as opposed to the SSRI. That's when I stopped. And I never looked back. It, it's been totally fine since. So again, it's a little bit of a complex question. I would absolutely recommend going back and listening to the episode, SSRIs from start to finish, or similar title. You'll find it for sure. There's no question about it. This one is from Angela. My pupils dilate when I take my microdoses. It seems to last for an hour or two. It's undesirable, obviously, because people will wonder what's up. Is this something that will go away with time? Angela, I, I don't know if that will go away with time. I think that could just be your the makeup of your body. It, it could be. I, I don't know. Uh, it, it may, but it may not. I'm not sure. My other question is, how many people are getting that close to you and looking into your pupils that carefully and then making some type of a, an assumption that you must be doing something weird because your pupils are larger? I mean, I don't know. It's possible, but I generally don't notice people's pupils that well. And even if I looked at somebody and their, their pupils were a little bit larger, 
Like I would not start making assumptions that they're on some kind of a medication or a drug or a plant medicine. I, I wouldn't make assumptions like that. There's so many reasons pupils can be larger. Um, it might have something to do with the way your eyes are reacting to light. I don't know, but obviously this is a concern for you, so I'm not going to try to minimize it or downplay it because you do care about it. So I'm just going to say I don't really know the answer whether that will wear off in the future or not, but that it would not stop me from microdosing if microdosing were truly helping me. If you say it only lasts for an hour or two, maybe wear some a little bit of uh, tinted glasses or something or something a little bit darker just for that hour or two if you can do that. I don't know. That's a little tip, but I'm, I'm not sure. I hope that helped you. It may not have because I just don't know the answer, Angela. Sorry. Melissa, thoughts on trying to microdose again after issues with another trial? So in other words, um, I'm assuming Melissa has microdosed in the past, something didn't work right, she stopped, and she wants to know if she can start again. Yeah, I'd say absolutely. What would you do differently? That's very complex because we have to get into the specifics of why it was not going exactly the way you wanted to. That's one of the reasons I'm, I'm doing a shameless plug here right now. Um, again, I'm going to get you more information really soon on this, so listen to the podcast carefully. But that's one of the reasons that I started along with Dr. Denise Moret, who is a doctor of psychology. We're dealing with people exactly like you, Melissa. We're dealing with people that have tried it. It didn't really work well, but you really want something to work. You want something to change. And a lot of times it just means diving because everybody's different. So it might mean just diving deep into something and really looking at things very carefully and figuring this thing out. There's a lot more that goes into this other than taking a microdose capsule or, or however you take it. I've said this many times. There's a lot more than that. It's not just an SSRI that you just take every day and, and forget about it. There, there's so much more that goes into this. We're all complex biological mechanisms. If I don't even think that's the right word, but we, we, it's very complex. Everybody's different. Everybody has their own little nuances. And that's why we can dive deep into this. If you're not really getting the results that you like just from listening to the podcast. Again, we can get very, very personal and dial this in and uh, and we can get this working for you. I'm, I'm, of course, there's never guarantees, but I'm very, very confident um, that, we can, that we can help you with this. Yvonne asks, will microdosing help with the symptoms of chronic Lyme disease? What are your thoughts on this? Yvonne, um, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Um, I don't know about that. Let's look at it from a couple different perspectives. First of all, psilocybin is somewhat of an anti-inflammatory. So anti-inflammatories would always, well, I shouldn't say always, and again, this is not medical advice, but uh, they, they, they could come into play and help in some regard um, with, with the things that you might be feeling or things that might be affecting you from Lyme disease. Um, I don't feel that psilocybin itself is going to take care of Lyme disease. Of course, you, you, I, don't, I don't think you think that either, but um, it's not going to cure it, of course. The, uh, and I'm talking about the effects from it because the effects are the things that linger on, you know, for, you know, possibly for a lifetime. Um, however, remember what I've said a lot. Magic mushrooms, psilocybin are teachers. They guide you in the right direction. I really believe this part, and I think this part is very, very powerful. I've told you that over, it's been just about three years and I'm going to do a separate episode on this, how they've guided me and how they've kind of almost compartmentalized and taught me what to do year after year with my life and with, you know, the magic mushroom teaching me this. They're teachers. They kind of 
help you figure things out. So I don't, again, again, I'm, I'm not positive. I just, I'm not an expert on Lyme at all, but I really do feel that there's a very good chance that magic mushrooms, that microdosing magic mushrooms could lead you to things, figuring out things about Lyme disease and about your body that you potentially would not have ever figured out had you not microdosed. That's my feeling on that. So I think there would be some real positive benefits from that. But as far as the magic mushrooms actually like just eradicating all of the things that are going on in your body from Lyme disease. Don't expect that, but I think they will guide you and teach you and lead you in a really good direction and help you um, mitigate or help you at least accept and feel better with the Lyme disease and the things that are going on with the Lyme disease. I, I, I hope that helped. Again, these were really good questions, but they were also, some of them were a little bit difficult. They're not black and white. And some of them, again, if I, if I don't have a definite answer, I'm not going to mess you guys up and I'm not going to just start making things up. I'm really here to help you out. And I think the thing to remember is from the last question, these magic mushrooms are teachers. They will teach you. I feel they're going to connect you with things and people and situations that you potentially would have never been connected with if you had not been microdosing. I've learned so much over the course of close to three years now. They've introduced me to other people, to things, to um, ways I'm taking care of my body. And again, I'm going to be speaking about that in a, a very detailed episode coming up pretty soon because it's really new stuff that I'm bringing up to you guys. You know, there's this podcast is not the kind of thing that I just keep repeating myself over and over. Here's how you microdose. Here's what you do. Here's how you journal. No, um, there are new discoveries that I'm making with my life and with my body all the time. Over the course of three years, things change. And I'm sharing every single thing I can with you because, again, that's how you're going to grow and that's how microdosing is going to help you. And I want to just, I want to see you have your best life ever. You know, we get one shot at this. I mean, you know, we don't know what happens at the end. I mean, sure, we may come back. We, you know, we don't, but I'm talking about this life that you're in right now, this timeline, this life. I want to see you live it as best as you possibly can. And if it takes microdosing to do it, that's a great thing. That really helped me. If it takes uh, getting one-on-one with me and Dr. Denise to help you out in that way. Again, be talking about that in the very, very near future. That could be a really great thing for you. But the most important thing is not to learn how to microdose. The most important thing is how to learn how to feel better every single day of your life from now on. That's our goal. That's what we want to do. I have been accomplishing this and I'm trying to share every single thing I've learned and every single thing I'm doing with you guys. And we've got a lot to cover. So remember, a brand new episode drops every single Wednesday and every single Friday. And if you go into the show notes, there are five very important links. Check those out. If you want to join our private Facebook group, the passphrase is simply free pass when you're asked. And when you're at it, when you're at those five links, sign up for the email newsletter. I send something out to you several times a month. And just some, if a good article comes by my desk or comes onto my computer or into my feed, I'll share it with you. Just anything that I think can really help you guys out in between episodes, I like to share with you. So join the email list. It's safe. I don't share your name with anybody else. I don't spam you in any way. We're family. We're all helping each other. Do you feel the energy? I definitely do. Till next time. Thanks so much for being here. I am Dr. Dave. I love you.